Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 12 of season 5. This season covers the 2019 Australian Competitive Barbecue Circuit and includes recordings from some of the biggest and best festivals from all over this beautiful wide brown land of ours. In short, I'm going to be spending the year flying, driving, eating, walking and talking my way around Australia and I'm bringing you along for the ride. As you're aware, I've spent a lot of time this year in the southern states working with barbecue promoter Rob Moore. He started with one competition in 2018, four competitions in 2019, and 2020, well, I can't tell you about that until he makes it public, but it's going to be big and it will change the barbecue scene in the southern arena. For this episode of the podcast, I headed to my third comp of Rob's, Fat Trip. Fat Trip has been on my bucket list for a while now. I mean, it's a barbecue comp in the Barossa Valley, one of Australia's most famous tourist icons. Well... Rob found a way to up the ante this year by holding it at a craft brewery. Yes, you heard that right. A barbecue comp at a craft brewery in the heart of Australia's wine country. It was awesome. With summer coming up, it's time for a new favourite barbecue t-shirt and I've got just the thing for you. Drawing inspiration from the iconic barbecue pop culture art by Gil Elvgren, the Hail Mary tee is black like all good barbecue shirts should be, comes in both men's and women's cuts in a variety of sizes, and of course, features Mary. She likes her barbecue smoky, spicy, and just a little bit naughty. Check her out now at smokinghotconfessions.com shop. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a group full of open-minded people who just love to help each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself a medium rare ribeye steak and a cheeky ice cold craft beer and come behind the scenes with me at Fat Trip, the barbecue competition in a brewery in the Barossa Valley. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day one at Fat Trip down in uh, down in the Barossa Valley. I've got with me right now Pig from Hockstock and Two Smoking hey, Kettles. Good. good mate, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Good man, good. So you're a local guy? Yeah, I'm from Elizabeth. We're, we're a local South Australian team. And how many comps is it for you this year? Uh, this year is, we started uh, Fat Trip last year. Oh, so right here. Yeah. this is one year to the date. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, so six comps all up. Six comps all up. Yep. Very cool, very nice. Now I understand you're the fellow responsible for this beautiful uh, drum smoker here. Yeah, the other teammate Dan's been making the ugly Dan, so I had to outdo him and make the purdy pig. <laughs> beautiful, so run me through it man, tell me all about it. Well, I found the biggest thermometer I could find, the biggest barrel I could find, the biggest intakes I could find, and then we just slapped it all together. So your overall goal was just to make a bigger one than your mate? Just something big and fancy that <laughs> is going to get everybody's attention, and so far it's been really popular. So it's an old, what is this, a wine barrel or a yeah, bourbon an old barrel? Wine or? barrel, 500 litre wine barrel. 
and do you find that the woods and the and the wine that's soaked in there over time does that influence the cook? To tell you the truth, I've only cooked in it once so far. So <laughs> if you ask me at the next competition, I might be able to give you a bit more about how good it works. So you're just kind of giving it a run at the comp and just yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, we do have a backup just in case, but I couldn't leave it at home. Look at it. It is a showpiece, absolutely. How do you find the draft on it with these big uh, sort of intakes here and the exhaust on the top? Uh, we just choke them off and they work all right. Yeah. Nice. It and doesn't need to be that big and that many holes, but it's all in proportion. Yeah, yeah. we've we've already established that size is important yep. to you. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. I'm compensating for something. Yeah. It's not my gut. <laughs> so what are you planning on, on cooking in it? Your brisket, your chicken? Box. Yeah. Cooking the beef in it. And for brisket. the open beef category this weekend for the ABA comp, you're, you're going to be doing brisket? or? Yeah, we're going to be doing brisket. And we've got a few other things we're going to throw in and see how they turn out. And if they're good, they'll go in. If they're not, they won't. Fair enough, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, are you doing the SCA? Yes. Yes, we are. What are you going to be cooking on for the SCA? Um, frying pans. Um, I don't know what drum we're putting the steaks in. I'm not cooking a steak. Okay, so but it'll be drum-based. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on one of the ugly dance. Very cool. And what fuel do you like to use for the SCA comps? Um, natural flame. It's uh, extruded charcoal. It's good stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, very cool. All right, well, listen, man, best of luck with the competition. Thanks for taking no the worries. time out to, to talk to me. Thank and you. And I'll, I'll catch you up at the uh, prize ceremony tomorrow afternoon. No, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Cheers. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoke and Hot Confessions here. With me right now, I've got David from Liquor Smoke Barbecue. Man, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Yourself? Good, mate. Good. I haven't seen you since, I think, February at Up in Smoke. Yeah, it's been a uh, pretty wild ride for us, our first year on ABA Comp, so uh, 12-month anniversary, we did Fat Stripper last year, and uh, come back to have a crack this year. Mate, happy barbecue anniversary. You're actually the second team I've spoken to this morning who's celebrating a barbecue anniversary uh, this weekend. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I did misspeak before. I, I said I haven't seen you since I've been smoked, but I did see you at Meat Meat as well. Yeah, no, we, uh, we had a go at Meat Meat. We uh, finished fifth overall, had a good weekend. So, um, yeah, no, onwards and upwards, looking forward to it. Beautiful. So, how many comps have you done between when you premiered at this event last year and, and now? Uh, so, we've done um, five, I think. So, we did uh, Meatstock, Masters of Q, Up in Smoke, Meatstock Sydney, and Horsham. So, in 12 months, you've done five comps. Yeah. And you're currently number eight on the national leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. First year in, we, uh, we GC'd at Fireside uh, early in the year. We uh, finished third at Up in Smoke at our second ABA comp. So, it's been a wild ride. Mate, that is phenomenal. What what do you put that sort of success down to? Oh, just, just practice and, you know, keeping flavour profiles consistent and not changing too much between comps. Like, we, we kind of found if if you change too much, you, you know, judges' feedback can be a little bit hit and miss, but you've got to try and be consistent across the categories. So, yeah. Fantastic. So this weekend now, there's an SCA and an ABA competition. Are you guys doing both? Yeah, we well, we drove over from Melbourne yesterday, so, you know, long drive. So we, we got here by, I think Carl got us up at 4 a.m., got here by 2, and then we drove back to Adelaide, and then uh, we were supposed to meet up with some people, but they bailed. So we drove down another 50 minutes to catch up with the boys from Suck Knuckle, and then uh, back to Adelaide, sleep, and then up here this morning, and then uh, into SCA and ABA today. So, yeah, it should be fun. Really cool. So, what sort of approach are you taking to SCA? Are you going because we're in the Brossa Valley? It's quite a, it's quite a fancy sort of part of the country. Are you bringing complex flavour profiles? Are you changing much up for this weekend? 
Um, yeah, we're running a whole new steak profile. We haven't done steak in a while. A um, whole new profile. Yeah, we uh, we've mixed up our own rub. I run it a couple of times at home. We kind of like it, so we'll uh, we'll give that a crack. And then the uh, auxiliary categories were. Um, yeah, we're going we're going sort of Asian style for the appetizer and uh, kind of ripping off a favourite cafe uh, dish that we eat locally. So um, yeah, it should be good. So. Rather than say ripping off, I think we'll say inspired by. Oh yeah, maybe inspired by uh, elevating. Uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a black sesame ice cream in there, so yeah, really, yeah, so it should be good. So the Waco's uh, travelled over from Melbourne. We borrowed that from Jimmy Brisket. He's been good enough to lend it to us, so our ice cream uh, stayed nice and set. So uh, no, it should be should be good. So something like a black sesame ice cream is that something you mix up by hand yourself? Uh, I got an ice cream maker at home, and uh, I had to go and find black sesame paste, and that kind of uh, went around three or four different Asian stores and finally found some already milled up ready to go and then uh, we did a couple of practice runs to get the the right consistency in the ice cream make sure it's not too uh, icy and uh yeah we're pretty happy with what we'll what we'll dish up today so mate i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah make sure you swing fast we'll, we've got plenty absolutely i will be don't worry yeah. about that so for the sca for the grill what what grill do you use for sca oh we're, we keep it pretty basic we've got a ga and we run grill rates pretty much like everyone else where we don't reverse here we go direct um, yeah, so no, it should, should be good. So, And what, what fuel do you use for that? Uh, we're sponsored by Firebrand, so we use uh, Firebrand uh, Lump. Uh, and then for Comp, we run uh, the RoboTurds, or the, sorry, I shouldn't really call them that, but uh, the uh, Briquettes from Firebrand. We sort of run the jack, and it runs three kilos for about 10 hours. So really? So nice and efficient. Once it's dialed in, it's sort of set and forget, and away it goes. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Now, I'm, I'm glad that you did mention the jack, because I saw a, a, a post on Facebook you put up about how you completely stripped it down and cleaned it up. Mate, this thing looks brand new. Can you tell us how you, uh, basically how you restored it? Yeah, so uh, long weekend in Melbourne, obviously AFL Grand Final, we get a day off on a Friday for a football parade, which I find quite amusing. So uh, <laughs> we got out the uh, got out the wet, dry sandpaper, gave it a sand down, had a few like little, little sort of surface rust spots where it had worn through from all the travel. So... Got a wet and dry down and then uh, a bit of steel wool, rubbed it right back and then uh, under a little little bit of uh, under primer and then uh, a top coat, all with spray cans. Um, but you, she's uh, she's come up pretty good. So we're, You did uh, all we're that with it. spray cans? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a brand of bunning cell called Scandia. It's uh, made for pot belly stoves. It's a metallic metal black and um, it gets real, real good coverage. So. It's no, a real, we're happy with it. It's a real even job, and it looks thick, like it looks like it's been machine machine painted. Yeah, no, I had uh, had four coats and sort of a light rub after the first two, and then uh, did the, the top two final ones. So it took sort of three days to uh, to get it done, and then we gave it an internal clean as well. So it's probably never been as clean an inside as uh, since we had it. So it is, <laughs> it is spotless. You can run your hand over the grill and not get dirty. So wow, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Well, look, man, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for telling me how you restored your no worries, uh, your, your monkey. And yeah. uh, best of luck with it. Thanks, mate. Hey, folks. Ben from Spoken Hot Confessions here. It's day one at Fat Drip down here in the Barossa Valley. With me right now, I've got Josh from Pawsome Glaze on me. Got to say, man, that's a cool team name. It is. Sort of came about from uh, being fans of Def Leppard, and uh, well, it's one of my favourite songs as I grew up, Pour Some Sugar on Me. So one of the other lads in the team actually picked up on it, and when we were hunting for names, it came about. Yeah, sounds good, man. And, and I mean, a glaze basically is liquid sugar anyway, so... Pretty well. It's very fitting. Yeah. Now, I was walking past and I had to stop by and say hello. You've got a rare bird down here in this part of the country. You've got a BSG. Yeah, we don't see too many of them. But no, this made its way from Queensland a couple of years ago. We uh, teamed up together and um, got a bit of money together for a mate for his 30th. That's Rick just behind us over there. 
and uh, told him that he had to use the money to pick a smoker out. And it took him a while, but he ended up picking the one that he wanted, did a lot of research, and that's where we ended up with the BSG. Mate, they are great units. I first saw them, I think, three or four years ago at Brisbane Barbecue Festival, and I was just so impressed. How do you guys find using it down here? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we love it. It's obviously, it takes a lot of space having the vertical capacity. It's got five shelves in there, including the top. And uh, yeah, so basically we generally do brisket in the top and then use the other racks for the other categories. Fantastic. So you just sort of run all your different meats at the same temperature then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Obviously, it's you, you can only really stick with one, so you sort of mainly we're focusing on the brisket. That's what's in there, so everything else we work around it. Fantastic. Yeah. So how many comps is this for you this year then? This year, this is our third. So we did uh, up in Smoke in February. We did Fireside in, um, in June. And this is our third. Oh, so you've done all of Rob's comps this year then? We have, yeah. Ah, well, fantastic. we didn't get to go to Horsham. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we missed out on that one. I'm not sure who organised that one. I think Rob was definitely a part of that one. That was Rob, but, yep. But uh, yeah, we um, we missed out on that one, unfortunately. It's uh, got to draw the line somewhere, don't you? Well, yeah, you, you can't do them all. I wish you could. Yeah. So how long have you been competing all together now? Uh, altogether, we've been probably doing about three years, about our third year. So we sort of got the tail end of about 2017 and then through 18 and through 19. So, yeah, it's about our fifth comp. So you've really seen the seen the boom of the barbecue scene in, in South Australia? Yeah, I think so, definitely. When we we got into it, obviously, the, the teams that were doing it were not necessarily new. They were the ones that sort of paved the way. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's been around too long before then. So, yeah, definitely seen it seen it grow, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I know just for, like... As an outsider, I've seen it being from, you know, teams like Suck Knuckle and TSJ having to drive everywhere yeah. to having their own sort of set of competitions down here in South Australia. So that's that's fantastic to see, to, to see the way that that scene has grown. Yeah, definitely. And it's great to see so more, so many more comps here in Adelaide because it's obviously hard to, to travel to the other states for some people. So to have three in Adelaide and one in Horsham, which is only a couple of hour drive, it's, um, it's been fantastic. Beautiful. Now, this weekend you've got a an SCA competition and an ABA competition. Are you guys doing both? We are, yes. Yep. So we've got uh, breakfast and... Uh, appetizer. Appetizer. I keep yep. wanting to say entree, but I know that's not right. Yep. Appetizers and then steak. So that's right. without giving away too many secrets, can you give me a bit of an idea of what you guys are co- oh, yeah, cooking up this to, morning? Happy to tell you. So we're doing a French toast this morning with a bit of a macerated berries and maple syrup. So going with the, yeah, going with the classic French toast. And for the appetizer, they're Japanese tikkune bowls. I'm sorry, say that again, Japanese? Tikkune bowls. So it's just basically chicken. Chicken oh, okay. bowls. Yeah. Spiced up, got a bit of kupi mayo on it, a bit of spring onion. Sounds delicious. Yeah, they are fantastic. So we rolled with that for the last couple of comps um, for anything on a stick, because you generally line them up like a shazlik. So it's been giving us an opportunity, sort of, as the categories have been similar, it's been giving us an opportunity to sort of refine it and sort of try something different every time. Beautiful. Now, when it comes to the ABA side of the competition, it's been a bit controversial this year having the open beef category. What are you guys doing for beef? We're sticking with the brisket this year. Yeah, we haven't um, we haven't sort of got the uh, willing to step outside the box just yet. So um, we're going to stick with the brisket. Not ready to swap it for a T-bone yet? <laughs> not just yet. I'll take it quick, run it over the hot and cold, nice and fast. No, not just yet. Beautiful. And so. What sort of uh, strategies are you bringing into the competition? Because the Barossa Valley here, it's quite a refined area. Yeah. It's it's known as a place of sort of fine dining and yep. and uh, and and high high culinary skills. Are you changing anything that, that you're bringing to the judges this weekend? Not massively. I've got a couple of glazers I'm working on at the moment that I'm trying for my chicken, 
and um, trying to bring a taste of um, somewhat of a taste of the brosser into one of the glazes. I'm going to see how it turns out. I've used it before in some glazes and it can be a bit hit and miss. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give that a crack for some chicken. I'm going to whip up some bases, some sorry, some glazes tonight and see how they turn out. So is it going to be like a reduced wine? Pretty much, yeah. A bit more of a, um, a fortified wine. Ah, very cool. Interesting. Well, mate, thanks very much for your time. I can see your, your fellas in the background here are still working away, so I'll let you get back there so, you, so they don't uh, get angry with you for slacking off and Too talking easy. to me. Matt. And say thanks very much. Got on you. Thanks for the chat. Cheers. Hey, folks. Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. With me right now, I've got Jesse and Dean from Smoke and Steel. These guys have got some really nice-looking rings on their fingers. They're about to tell us what that's all about. But first of all, how are you enjoying the weekend, fellas? That's great. It's uh, beautiful weather, beautiful location. Uh, Beautiful drinks. Yeah, beautiful drinks. Uh, yeah, it's actually a really good comp. Good good vibe. It's, it's good. Good layout. I'm happy. Happy. My wife asked me, so tell me again where you're going this weekend. I said, I'm going to a barbecue competition in the Barossa Valley, and it's a long weekend. She's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> See you Monday. <laughs> yeah, but I'm working. I'm working, I right, swear. Right, right. Yeah. So, fellas, tell me about the hardware on your hands there. Uh, last year we were the state cook-off uh, points champions for Australia, so we uh, happened to beat Steve West from Moist Barbecue uh, by maybe five points, and yeah, we went to Texas and were crowned points champions. It's good. Nice, nice, nice. So does that mean that you won overall over in Texas, or was that the Australian Australian champion? overall champions. Texas, we, we were just mid-packers. It's a whole different game over there. It is very much so, yeah, yeah. The, I, I haven't been to an SCA competition uh, in the state, oh sorry, to an SCA championships round over there, but uh, I've, I've been to a couple of their other competitions, their low and slow KCBS style comps. The scale of it is just incredible. Oh, it'd be, it'd be amazing to get over there for something like the Royal. Um, but yeah, last year the SCA competition in Texas, I think there was like 200 teams. So wow. it, was, it was huge. I think this year they said they got nearly 300. Yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger every year. That's so cool. Yeah, you meet a good cross-section people over there, like you get from people from Japan and, and Spain or Germany. Uh, Germany, Italy. Like they're just wonderful people from all over the world. But the Japanese team, I think, was my favourite. Like they were just fun, fun people to hang around. Yeah. Shogun, Shogun, Shogun yeah. 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 Oh, I met them at um, at uh, the Texan, uh, the Houston World Championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're funny, funny guys. Yeah, hilarious. The yeah. guy he's what he'd be in his 50s and he dresses up in the big cowboy hat and the 10 gallon hat and yeah yeah he's yeah, hilarious cool. that guy he's so cool so tell me about your sca hand-ins today we're in barossa valley it's uh, it, it's wine country it's famous for for high level uh you know food culture are you guys changing anything to suit the local judges here what are you uh what's your strategy going into this we've got a bit of a uh, way that we work our um uh, hand in, especially ancillaries. We just, we kind of just keep using similar things that we do well with and adapt them each time and change them a bit each time. But while we're doing well, we try and to, we, we try and stick with a similar sort of uh, ideas. We just bounce off each other and then change bits and pieces. And yeah, I'm actually looking forward to see how we go with these. We've we've just done some testers about 10 minutes ago and. Um, very happy. Very happy. We'll see how they go. <laughs> yeah. But you, you never know. You never know how they're going to go. So it's just a fun day. So wherever we come, it's just it's a good time. Good people. Good food. It's it's fun. So as the 2018 SCA champions, then without giving too many of your secrets away, can you give me a basic rundown of how you guys do your steaks? Uh, yeah, we just um, shape them. Make sure the shape's good. 
uh, do a few tricks to help with tender like tenderness on them. Uh, then we'll just reverse sear them and give them a quick sear at the end and make sure they look pretty and taste good. So is that in the drum and then on the go anywhere? Microwave. Yeah. Microwave. <laughs> Microwave. Oh, pellet grill. Pellet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pellet grill and uh, what's the other secret? No. Uh, the little gas burner over there. You, no, just the kidding. The little gas burner. Uh, no, we, we, we do them in the drum and then sear them off on the go anywhere. Yeah. Mate, sounds delicious. And are you guys doing the ABA tomorrow? We Always. are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are you guys doing for open beef? It's very contentious this year. Same old, same old. Brisket? Of course, nothing else. What? Yeah, I'd why change it? Why change it? Yeah. So where do you guys stand on open beef then? Are you are you embracing of it? Are we going to see you mix up your brisket hand-ins with a steak hand-in or a, or a shin or something? Like... Brisket. No, I think brisket. our brisket's a consistent cook. And if you pull it off right, I think you, you do not too bad. Brisket's the... The king of the beef, you know, hand-ins and yeah, we'd, and same with open pork. We just we just like sticking with the, the usual stuff. And, you know, it might change up and add a few bits and pieces here, but yeah. I th- we just think to master the traditional stuff and look pretty and have it in there is is, is what barbecue's about. So. Yeah, we play around with the SCA. That's our fun day. We get to play around with different flavours. But ABA, we've got our structured thing that we go on, and yeah, it works. Works for us. So staying consistent then. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, look, I can see from your uh, time board behind me, we've got about two minutes for you guys got to rip back in there and start doing stuff again. So I'm going to say thanks very much for your time. Thanks, mate. And best Thank of luck you. with the competition. Uh, thanks. thanks. Come past later if you want to try some SCA stuff. Oh, I'll be back. Don't worry about that. <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, folks. Ben for Smoking Hot Confessions here. With me right now, I've got Sheepdog from Hannibal Injectors. Man, how are you enjoying Ooh. the uh, beautiful Barossa Valley? Yeah, it's pretty good down here, man. It's, it's beautiful weather and stuff. It, it's pretty warm. It doesn't look like it's warm, but it is actually 34 degrees in our tent right now, so it's crazy. It is quite warm. I think I've brought the Queensland weather with me. Oh, 100%. When you're coming from Torquay and it's freezing cold, this is, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Torquay yeah. then. So I was I saw you at Meat Meat. Yeah. And now you're here again at, at, at Fat Trip. So yep. I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a pretty reasonably local competition for you? Uh, no. So, yeah, it's a 10-hour drive to get here. Um, and my teammates, they're from Horsham. So when we're cooking barbecue, we don't get to practice together, yep. only in comps. So, yeah, we travel from here to there and join up and then get into it. 10-hour drive, so you can pick who failed geography at school then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I failed geography too. Otherwise, I'd have heaps of money, get a plane here and everything like that. Private yeah, chopper yeah, out in yeah, the paddock. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, if only we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about your SCA hand-ins today. Yeah, so our hand-in today, we uh, handed in a... What was it? Waffles, mate. They're salted... Uh, not a salted, that was the last one. I can't even think now. Sticky date waffles with a cream fresh, with a salted delishi, a caramelised bananas, and forgot to put the hazelnuts on there, so no hazelnut. Oh, bummer. <laughs> how, how did that happen? Uh, just not organised, under pressure with the time and stuff like that, so yeah, probably should have uh, sorted out all my ingredients first to go in the box, and yeah, it just didn't happen. Oh, well, you'll, you'll have learnt that lesson for next time then. Yeah, well, that's it. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> so what are these guys preparing behind us now? Um, so Gaz here is preparing some uh, pretty crazy stuff. He's got some uh, jalapeno candy and making, what is it, Gaz? A, uh, oh, well, it's a, 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 it's gour- a gourmet open dumpling. No, uh, dim sim now? Dim sim <laughs> taco. 
a, an open dim sim taco. Yeah, pretty much. It was meant to be a dumpling, but yeah, I couldn't find dumpling wrappers. Things, things went a little bit pear shaped, as I always do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to adjust and adapt, and uh, get a box handed in. Yeah, sometimes you just got to roll with it. That's it. Yeah, you better to hand in than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you guys doing the ABA comp tomorrow as well? Yeah, so we are doing the ABA. We've uh, got all our meats trimmed and stuff in the boxes ready. Uh, we've got our pits ready over here and things ready to go. So after we uh, cook our steak the last hand in, then we'll um, get ready to try and get ready for tonight and get it all going. So tell me about the pork category. It, it's an open pork category. What what cuts are you doing for that? Uh, we're just going to run with the standard pork butts, really, and uh, try and put in some uh, money muscles, but... Uh, they're a little bit small, so we may, we'll see how they turn out. And uh, yeah, try and get some uh, some bacon in there and bits and pieces and yeah, should be good. Very cool, man. Very nice. And just quickly run me through the different uh, smokers you got here, because you've got a whole bunch of different barbecues there. Yeah, we've got a little Weber GA. Uh, we've got a homemade uh, drum smoker, which we call it a $20 piece of, you know what? And uh, then we've got a gateway drum smoker. We've got an arc uh, smoker. We've got a pallet smoker as well. Uh, we just cook on a whole different variety of things. So just to try and get it through, really. So do you divide the different proteins up between the different ones because they cook better in a particular smoker? Yeah, we like to think that they cook different. So yeah, we have a briskets in one and then pork in others, chicken in the other ones and things and stuff like that. So just try and make it a bit easier for us and not try and mix up the flavors. Sure, sure. So was that chicken in the pallet? Was that what you're just pointing at? Yeah, the chicken will go in the pallet. That's right. And then the, the $20 UDS? Yeah, the $20 UDS. That will have the pork ribs. And... Uh, the arc? The arc will have the pork butts. And the gateway will have the brisket. And then we'll, um, yeah, when one of them comes out, we'll put the lamb into the other ones. The lamb and the drums, they don't take real long. We're talking like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very cool. That's pretty quick. Yeah. You've got to be on the ball. So money All right. Well, it looks like you're about ready to box up here for your uh, open dim sim taco oh, yeah, dumplings. Good. Hang around and you'll probably get to have a taste. Mate, I absolutely will. Best yeah. of luck with it and thanks for taking the time no out to worries. talk to me. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. G'day. This is Tim from Grilling in the Name of and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We're at day one of Fat Trip Barbecue in the beautiful Barossa Valley. And right now I've got Corey Atkins, the head brewer from Barossa Valley Brewing, where we are today. Mate, how are you enjoying the, the barbecue festival? Uh, it's fantastic. So everyone's out having a wonderful time. Uh, could be a little bit less blustery here, but the yeah, nice and warm. Uh, so absolutely fantastic. And everyone's loving the barbecue, loving the beer. Yeah, perfect combination. Yeah, so how long have you been head brewer here at the brewery? Uh, I'm a relatively recent addition to the team, so I've been here since July, sort of just uh, come on board, um, but absolutely like, stoked to be on the team. Uh, absolutely fantastic place, already making fantastic beers, so just trying to keep the, yeah, keep the ball rolling, really. Tell me about the range of the different type of beers you got here. Uh, it's, it's pretty broad, uh, really, so we've got everything from like you know really refined Pilsen's classic, that kind of stuff, but up to kind of big bombastic uh, crazy things. Like We've uh, got a beer that's blowing up right now called... Uh, Let's see, uh, chocolate, uh, peanut butter chocolate milkshake stout. I heard about this last night. Yeah. Tell me about this one. So this one's a bit nuts. So it's, it's part of our, um, yeah, Gab's beer. Basically every year um, breweries sort of make a beer that they haven't ever made before. This is one, uh, our founder, Denim, uh, he went to college in the US. And so um, when he was studying like mad, he would have these um, chocolate milkshakes from Dairy Queen. And this was like... Basically, it's a beer that's modelled on that. For Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you can imagine that kind of insanity there, and basically it's a 
yeah, uh, very much like you don't you don't need like sort of a whole session of these beers. It's like an, it's a dessert in a glass kind of thing. Um, but yeah, packed with peanuts. Um, we we use the same kind of peanut powder um, that like normally it's used for gym junkies to like build up on protein. Um, but we use it because it doesn't have the oils stripped out of it. So it's a bit of an interesting sort of. Uh, exercising alchemy as well as like make, trying to make an interesting fun beer so we yeah everything you know those beers and then everything in between and then what we've got right in front of us right now uh, our hop heaven is a classic sort of west coast IPA like American style bursting with really amazing American hops like you know you got mosaic cascade in there as well um, the really classic one Simcoe uh, and really bright and fresh a little bit like decent amount of bitterness there and I mean this is yeah this is perfect barbecue kind of booze so really really good so from what you're saying then, the, the India Pale Ale, the IPA, is not actually from India. It's an American beer. So where does, like, how does uh, India play in so or, or it's, it's does a, it not? It's a bit of a, a long story, but essentially it's a style that came out of uh, the British Empire. Um, they used to send beer from the UK over to British India, um, to the, the colonies there, for all their soldiers. And to make it be able to survive that journey um, via ship, they would bump up the hops, bump up the ABV. And essentially what happened then in the 70s uh, um, with the renaissance in craft brewing in the US, they had all these new world hops that basically were able to shine through in this style. Um, And so they started making classic British IPA style but using American hops. And overnight they were so sort of different to the original style because the hops were like really shining through. So you can see all all these amazing sort of tropical fruit notes uh, and that kind of thing rather than the old world hops that are a bit more sort of spicy and... Uh, floral, the, yeah, these ones are kind of like fruit bombs, juice bombs, and so it almost it, well, it has pretty much become a style unto itself. Um, the American American style IPAs, and it's more or less, you know, it, it's been at the vanguard of the craft brewing revolution that we're sort of enjoying these days. Now that's interesting that you worded it that way, the craft brewing revolution. I yeah. I, I love craft beer, yeah. and I. One of the things that I loved doing when I was touring the States in, in March was almost every single bottle shop I went into was just wall-to-wall craft beer. It's insane, absolutely. Do you, do you think we're going to see that that sort of take over here as well? I think more and more so. The, the big reason I see is why it happened in the US and why it is called a revolution. It was a massive reaction to the dearth of actually drinkable beer. They basically had sort of, you know... <laughs> pretty much what I call an Orwellian nightmare where it's basically just like the beer is made for marketing purposes and you just drink as much as you can don't think about it shut up and drink it and it's not good for the consumer like you drink too much and it doesn't matter and you know all these kind of like Budweiser's cause Light all the kind of Miller kind of like taste of nothing means nothing just you know it's, it's alcohol and a few bubbles mixed into it and so that's why in the US I think they reacted against that culturally and came up with this beautiful reaction, this uh, craft beer revolution, which then flowed on to other countries and cultures where the situation was similar but not as extreme. But, uh, yeah, we've absolutely benefited from it. Um, it's fantastic. And so we're picking up, you know, being here in South Australia, it's sort of an interesting example because uh, you've got a very uh, critical culture in terms of, uh, you know, really good foodie culture. We had, like, a brewery like Cooper's really sort of holding out um, and making really... Uh, unique interesting beer that wasn't just this dull lager that tastes of nothing and but that meant that uh, the people here really really love beer and know just good beer when they see it and and taste it obviously yeah so just bring bring up coopers there when i was uh sort of finishing up uni in the in the late 90s there was yep. vb two is new if you wanted something a bit wild you went stout yeah. And then Cooper's sort of came in with a pale ale, and that was it. Cooper's was virtually fancy at that point in, in that kind of market. And you can kind of see where, uh, yeah, in that market, if Cooper's is fancy, I think 
uh, these days even Coopers is sort of moving with the times. They've now got Session Ales and XPAs in their portfolio as well, and they're sort of keeping up with everything. Um, but yeah, that the, the whole sort of landscape has changed massively, and you're having sort of really bombastic, insane beers. But you are also seeing sort of those classic pale ales also still being made. Like we, we brew uh, pale ale. Um, our tweak on it is that we have a little bit of lemon myrtle in it, so like na- native Australian ingredient. Oh, wow. So really n- sort of nice and citrus like sort of, uh, tinge to it. So, um, so a bit of complexity there, but uh, yeah, lovely, lovely beer. So what is it, do you think then, that um, that sort of binds barbecue and craft beer together so well? Uh, I think basically both of them, there's a massive sort of breadth of, like a massive range of flavours that you, you can create under both of those banners, and therefore you can find a good pairing there really, really uh, easily um, without having to go too far either way. Like It's not a hard match, I think, maybe other beverages uh not to say that you can't drink wine for example with barbecue but with beer i think uh it, the match is a bit um, better and easy to come to um and they're both also culturally i think a lot of fun as well i think barbecue is a lot of fun craft beer is a lot of fun neither one takes itself too seriously and so i think they like work together really really well and i mean you and me sitting here like sort of big beardy men um yeah, so <laughs> it works yeah and in both sides Exactly, yeah. Mm. So, what would you recommend then for pairing with, say, a brisket? So, with a brisket, I love brisket. Um, like all the kind of the, the, the texture you get from that, and like the unctuous kind of like collagen, sort of you know through the, all the, that kind of meat, uh, is fantastic. Um, and so, because it can also then be like really, really rich, uh, it doesn't need sort of necessarily something like a, like say like a, a stout or something that's like you know got a lot of extra sugars and dextrins in it and it's overly rich itself um, if anything having something that's got a bit of contrast without being clashy like uh, yeah you know an American IPA like we've got in front of us is Hop Heaven I think it's perfect it like cleanses the palate um, and but also has like yeah lovely lovely sort of uh, light fruity flavours but you could arguably even go sort of towards a really clean sort of European style lager as well if you wanted to nice. clean things up so yeah like we our um, sort of Barossa Pills uh, is that sort of thing where it's not just, you know, bubbles and water. It does have some malt characteristic to it. Uh, it's also got sort of good hop characteristic, classic SARS, like really floral hops. Um, and those things match as well, again, with the meat really, really well. Love it, man. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Look, thanks very much for your time. I realise that you're a busy guy, so I, I appreciate you taking some time away from the vats to come and talk to me. And, no uh, and enjoy the rest of the barbecue, and I hope you get to try some brisket while you're here. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers, thank you very much. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. And we've got Shane and Jason here from Southern Bark Barbecue. Fellas, how are you enjoying the weekend? Yeah, good. Uh, good weather yesterday. Today it's typical barbecue weather. It starts to rain and goes sideways. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. Take it as it comes. How did your marquee fare during the storm last night? Yeah, fine. It's pretty well tied down and pegged in so yeah no dramas yeah the the thunder was so loud it actually woke me up <laughs> yeah yeah it got pretty hectic but it didn't last very long so yeah it's all part of the fun fair enough so h- how many competitions have you guys done now um this is our 10th so yeah double digits today happy yeah. days yeah you're the third team I've spoken to who's celebrating an anniversary at this competition. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to two teams that this is their one-year anniversary of starting competing. Yeah, okay, yeah. And now you've hit double digits today. Yeah. So how many comps have you done this year? Uh, this is our fourth for this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
do the ones in Adelaide and stuff, and then we try and travel for yeah. one over to Melbourne somewhere and try and bring back, bring back some silverware. <laughs> try. Yeah, so we went to Meet Meet just recently, and yeah, so it's good fun. Yeah, cool. So what is it that you like so much about Rob's comps? Um, they're just really, really relaxed and, you know, easygoing, and he picks really pretty places to have them. <laughs> like, there's grass, there's trees, and even if it gets windy, you know, the sun comes out later on sort of thing. Like, it's all... Just the whole atmosphere is really relaxed and, you know, this handings are the same so you don't really have to change your plan too much in that way, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's a chilled operator as well, isn't he? So it's all pretty stress-free for our our side of it anyway, maybe not his. (laughs) Yeah, he is a very cruisy dude. Now, you've got some uh, quite uh, quite individual-looking smokers here. Tell me about what you're cooking on this weekend. Um, So we've got the Ugly Drum Smokers. There's sort of... Yeah, 44-gallon drums. The the thermometer on the front costs as much as everything else together. and yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's got a fire um, charcoal basket on the bottom, a couple of cooking racks and a little bit of a deflector and, yeah, just the Weber lids to sort of, you know, be the top. <laughs> just to control the top yeah. with that with, with that nice vent in the in the roof there, yeah. yeah. So we've just done chicken. What's coming up next? Uh, lamb. lamb. Lamb is next. So, Can yeah. you tell us a bit about your lamb? Um, yeah, it's... Lamb's pretty standard comp box with same usual sort of cuts that you see a lot around the place, and um, yeah, so it's nothing too crazy. Just sort of trying to do what we do and try to do it as well as we can. Are you going to go for a bit of a sort of a traditional roast lamb sort of flavour, given that we're in a rural location, or are you are you going with regular competition flavour profiles? Somewhere in between. Um, so we did a couple of different practices recently and one of them was very roast lamb so one was the other way so sort of took the things we liked from each of them and really just going to try focus on the doneness and texture and hopefully that that overall impression can sort of you know push it a little bit further and the whole eating experience that's a good plan man solid plan yeah so what's coming up for you in the rest of the year then there's only a couple of months left only a couple more comps on the calendar Um, I think this will probably be our last comp for the year so we really just sort of putting everything we can in today and then from there I don't know head towards Christmas we're going to get together and cook some hams nice sounds fantastic well look best of luck with the rest of the competition thanks for taking time out to talk to me and thanks for being on the show no yeah, worries no, no you, worries man. appreciate it. Seeing it hey folks Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here Frank from the Brisket Club man how are you enjoying yourself yeah you're really well we're yeah, having a good time uh, cook's going well so far the weather's been a little bit hectic with the wind and everything but we managed to keep it all together so yeah, we're about halfway through. We've got first handing done and uh, everything's cooking. So we've done all the hard stuff, I think. we just got to get it in the box and make it look nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've, you've put in all the work now. It's just the time just to get it across the line. Yeah, yeah. The finishing touches make it look pretty, you know, all those extra points you might get for presentation. So, yeah, it's all going well. But uh, got to hold it together for these last couple of categories yeah yep yeah and the rain's going to keep the dust down so you're not going to get all that extra yeah. texture inside <laughs> your box yeah we've had dust we've had like flowers from the trees around just sort of blowing through the site so you might find a few white flowers in the box <laughs> well the sca was yesterday yeah. so uh <laughs> we might get disqualified there, there were so many edible flowers in those yeah. boxes yeah yeah no nah, i saw a lot of that getting around yesterday but hopefully the white flowers stay out of the box today yeah. So tell me about the Brisket Club. How did the team come together? Uh, we did it at Amateur Comp uh, earlier in the year with uh, a couple of friends. Uh, we won that. Uh, as entry, as part of the prize, we got entry into Fireside. Uh, so we did that with those guys as well. Um, we decided to do this one 
just me and my wife. Um, they just recently had a child, so we sort of thought we'll, we'll we'll keep doing it, but we'll go it alone. There's a few other couples that you know, Piers and Jill, they uh, do pretty well. No beard required. Just shout out to them. They do pretty well, so uh, they they inspired us to have a go ourselves. So yeah, we thought yeah, let's do it. We'll have a have a crack. So here we are, first time as a married couple. We haven't. Had too many arguments today. So. I was going to ask, how does that go? Because I think as a, as a married couple, I think competition barbecue will either make you oh, or break yeah. you. So. There's been some testing times during uh, practice. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few testing moments, but it's usually around the chicken scraping the skin time that uh, the arguments happen. But we've been good today. We've been really organised. So um, we haven't had too many little things go wrong or any reasons to uh, have any arguments so it's been good <laughs> fantastic now you were one of the judges at meet me so yeah. i want to ask you how has that judging experience uh what, what was that about six weeks ago or something yeah. how has that informed your cook for this competition uh it's really helpful i find having done it i've judged a couple of times now you see what's coming through from the good teams and you see what you sort of get the taste of what they what they're aiming for, what flavours they're using, sauces, glazes, um, rubs. You get a good idea of what, where you should be with your flavours. So I think it's really beneficial as a team to have judged. Uh, and, I mean, we sort of stuff that we got served up was just incredible to uh, meet meat. So it's very helpful. I yeah, encourage anyone who wants to do a judging course to absolutely do it. So, yeah. so it was informative and inspirational? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff was coming in and we thought, OK, this is where we need to be. We may not be up that level, but it gives us something to aim for, and yeah, hopefully we can get around the top one day. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure you'll get there, man. Yeah. So just quickly tell me, what smokers are you cooking on this weekend? Yeah, i got two of uh, the Argo Well drum smokers. Uh, haven't used them a lot in the past, probably only over the last six months. I bought my first one and borrowed another one. Uh, I've got a GMG pallet smoker, a Jim Bowie, which I've had for about four years which sort of got me into barbecue. It was a good way to get into it because it just gives you consistent results. I'm not playing around sort of too much with fire and didn't have a lot of time for that. So the GMG's been really good to kind of get me going. But now uh, with the drums, a bit more charcoal and wood and stuff like that, uh, I'm getting into some different flavours, probably a bit better flavours with the charcoal, I find. So, yeah, the drums are, are just been excellent today. They've just been sitting on a nice 250, 275 and... Even with the weather, it's just sort of cruised along nicely, so I love them, yeah. Beautiful, man. That's what you want, nice, stable cook. Yeah, it's been good. So, uh, good drums. A lot of people using them. Uh, yeah, nearly every site's got a drum or two, so I think I, uh, we're I on have noticed that. I think almost everyone has, a, has at least yeah, one drum. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a few pallets around as well, which is good to see, but like the beef, lamb, pork, stuff like that, I'll try and do in the drums. We did our chicken in the GMG just because it was a quick cook and... Yeah, but loving the drums, loving the drums, so, yeah, give it Great a go. Great stuff, man. Look, Lamb's coming up. I'll let you get back inside yeah, and, uh, and, and get off. on with that. Yeah. Thanks for being on the Thank show. Thank you very much. Enjoy and, it. And uh, best of luck with it. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Hey folks, Ben from Smoke and Hot Confessions here. It's day two at Fat Trip, and I've managed to get five minutes with Rob, the promoter of Fat Trip. Man, how are you enjoying the weekend? I'm, I am enjoying it, Ben. Thanks very much. The weather change freaked, change freaked me out a little bit, but it's settled down. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that thunder that came through in the middle of the night last night, that actually literally woke me up in my sleep. Same here, yep. yep. I did chuckle though when I woke up, but it is kind of a, a, a thing now synonymous with my comps, I guess, is a bit of bad weather. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, man, t- tell me a bit about, um, about how many comps th- uh, you've put on this year. 
So this year I've done four SCA, ABA back-to-back weekends. So this is the last one. So they've all gone quite well from my perspective. I'm pretty happy with them. And so so four double competitions? Yes, yes. So we did Up and Smoke in February in Adelaide at the Caravan and Camping Show, as you know. Then we did Fireside at the Red Rock and Ribs Festival at um, Morfordville Racecourse in Adelaide. We did Meet Meet in my hometown, Horsham. And then we've got this one in the Barossa Valley today and yesterday. Yeah. That's got to be a lot of work, man. What what sort of goes on in the in the background that that we never see? Um, it was a fair bit of, I guess, liaising. So this one, as an example, we had to switch venues on short notice. So about a month ago, we lost the other venue. So yeah, with a bit of help from some locals in the barbecue community here, we got onto this venue and obviously had to come here and meet with them talk to the council we had to go through liquor licensing to get their capacity expanded so we could have it um the site wasn't quite big enough so we've got some land of the councils either side of the site there's a fair bit of work um in that regard and then it's just um i guess the logistics of it i do it all on my own i still work full time um (laughs) foolishly maybe um yeah but look it's it's, it is a lot of work, but I kind of enjoy it because it's kind of my hobby, I suppose. I stopped competing and started running comps, so I'm enjoying it. But it is, I, I probably spend an hour a day oh, on minimum, comp organising, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, putting on four back-to-back competitions, what do you need to make sure you've got to make a competition so successful? Yeah, well, I guess for me, um, like when I decided to start doing them, I was my focus was the competitors so I was a competitor for a long time and obviously you know there were comps you really enjoyed and there were comps that had these little niggly issues so I guess I was very keen to focus on it from the competitors perspective so I don't really have any interest in running a festival or selling tickets to something I sort of I guess my approach is if there's an event on and they want a barbecue comp as a an attraction then that's the space I'm sort of in so this comp changed from something where I was going to bring a comp to something else to it being a standalone comp, but I think it's actually turned out great, to be honest. Like, it's it's going well. Like, the brewery's awesome. It's a nice little addition for the long weekend here, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, i, I got to say, my uh, my wife hated me when I told her I was coming to a barbecue competition yeah. at a brewery in the Barossa Valley. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, have a great weekend. I hope it rains. <laughs> yeah. And it did. <laughs> and it did, yeah. <laughs> so, you've... As you said, you've come from a competitor background, so yeah. you've you've got that insight into what competitors want. This is the third of four of your competitions this year that I've been to, and a lot of the same faces are turning up at the same competitions. What feedback have you had from competitors that they love about your competition so much that they keep coming back again and again? Yeah, I think they've well, they've definitely been enjoying site size. So we've we've tried to run with sort of a six by six as a minimum. Not everyone's got that this time, but it hasn't hasn't really mattered as it turns out. We had we had six by six for the people that had to have it, and others that could do with less. So site size definitely, I guess facilities, like access to facilities. Like I've tried as much as possible to have a good surface. So we've done pavers, really nice grass, um, sort of all right grass, and then today we've got a bit of a mix of grass and and gravel, I guess. But yeah, I guess I'm just trying to focus on ease, like. I think they need to be close to their vehicles and stuff like that. Like a lot of people sleep in their cars or they keep stuff in their cars. So, yeah, I guess I've sort of, haven't really formalised it in a checklist, but in the back of my mind, all those little annoying things. Access has been another big thing. Like I've tried to avoid having any restrictions on coming and going. So I've done a few comps where if you leave, you can't get back in till 6am and things like that. Yeah, Yeah, so we haven't really had any of that this year. So, 
that's that's been a big thing for me. I have um, between comps too. Like I've got a little Facebook group for the teams that have been in my events. So I'll, I'll ask them questions and like they'll they'll Ooh. pick categories and um, we'll talk about what changes we want or any suggestions and things like that. So that's how we ended up with the Jaffles category at Up in Smoke for the so first cool. time. Yeah, <laughs> SCA. That was great. And this time we've done breakfast for this event yesterday. And that, again, that was a new one. That was the, the second choice on the poll we ran behind Yabbies, but we couldn't really organise Yabbies for this one, but we've got... That'd be awesome. We've got that, that on the drawing board for a future one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're in, like, like sort of constant close contact with the teams then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And and the judges, actually, yeah. So like try and get a bit of feedback from them, so... Yeah. That's great, man. That's so good. It's easy to see why your comps are really picking up down here in, uh, yeah. in South Australia and Victoria. Yeah, they, they definitely are. So, yeah, we've got... um. We've got at least the four next year, and um, I have proposed some others, so we'll just see. You're going to go more than four? Yeah, we actually, um, well, back in July, I pitched seven. So we've, seven? So we've dropped one of those off already, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. That's exciting. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look, man, thanks very much for your time. They're getting ready for the next hand-in, so we're yep. going to have to get out of here. This is the hand-in table. It is. So uh, yep. th- thanks very much thanks for very your much. time. Thanks and for coming. Th- Cheers. And thanks for putting on a ripper competition. No worries. You're welcome. Cheers. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. Thank you very much. I want to start off by acknowledging um, Jackie and Denham, the, uh, the owners of the Barossa Brewhouse, for, uh, for having us here over the weekend. Um, that came at relatively short notice. Um, Rob had another venue lined up but unfortunately had to, to move at relatively short notice. And so we really want to thank them for letting us come here this weekend. Um, it's been a great venue and uh, I think you all have enjoyed it. Um, I certainly have. And uh, so we'll get on without any further ado. I also want to thank their son Phoenix who uh, really helped out uh, in the unboxing and boxing stuff up for us today. Alright, so Fat Trip Barbecue Competition. Chicken results. Uh, starting at number 10, The Smoking Crew. At number 9, The Brisket Club. At number 8, The Stakeholders. Tied for number 6, uh, Lick of Smoke Barbecue and Butcher's Axe Barbecue. At number 5, Sharkaholics. Number four, secondhand smoke barbecue. Okay, now the prize winners, and uh, they'll come up and collect their trophies from the lovely Laura, are the smoking joint in third place. In second place. Pyrite Barbecue. And in first place for Chicken, Smoke and Steel. Alrighty, moving on to... Moving on to Lamb, the Lamb category. We had a tie for ninth place. Grill top hoods and lick of smoke. Woo! 
also had a tie for seventh place. Secondhand smoke and smoke and steel. In sixth place, the smoking crew. In fifth place, Porky's Pits Barbecue. And in fourth place, Charcoholics. Third place prize winners, Forest Lump Barbecue. In second place, Fahrenheit 205. And the first place team in the lamb category is which is Axe Barbecue. Okay, next up is Pork. In tied for ninth place, Fahrenheit 205 and Smoky Pasture Barbecue. In eighth place, Cannibal Injectors. In seventh place, Great Southern Q. A tie again for fifth place, The Smoke Syndicate and Butcher's Axe Barbecue. In fourth place, Forest Love Barbecue. Third prize winners for pork are Smoke and Steel. Okay, in second place in pork, the Smoking Crew. Winners for the pork category, the stakeholders. Okay, so moving on to beef. We actually have a three-way, four-way tie for eighth place. Southern Bark Barbecue. Smoking kettles. Smoky Pastures Barbecue. Thank you. And Hannibal Injectors. In seventh place, Motley Q. In sixth place, Forest Lump Barbecue. In fifth place, uh, sorry, Fahrenheit 205. Yes. Almost screwed up. In fourth place, <laughs> Butcher's Axe Barbecue. So, in third place, uh, third place winners for beef, the smoking, the smoke syndicate, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, in second place for beef, 
a smoking crew. Okay, and first place winners for beef. What's your beef? The final category, pork ribs. Tied for ninth place, Porky's Pit Barbecue. Southern Bark Barbecue. In eighth place, Secondhand Smoke Barbecue. In seventh place, Pyrite Barbecue. In sixth place, pour some glaze on me. In fifth place, the smoking crew. In fourth place, real top foods. Third place prize winners for pork ribs, smoke and steel. In second place for pork ribs, Fahrenheit 205. And the first place prize winners for the pork ribs category are Butchers Axe Barbecue. <laughs> all right, so I guess what we've all been waiting for, the uh, the grand champions. So starting from number 10, the stakeholders. In ninth place, second hand smoke barbecue. In eighth place, the smoke syndicate. In seventh place, Lick of Smoke Barbecue. Sixth place, Pyrite Barbecue. Fifth place, Forest Lump Barbecue. Fourth place, Smoke and Steel. Third place, Fahrenheit 205. Because you'll all be able to work out who it is from who's gone before. Grand champion at the Fat Trip 2019 barbecue competition is. I said grand champion. So do you want Grand Champion or RGC first? RGC! You can't work it out if I tell you the first. I'm doing the math in my head. Alright, Reserve Grand Champion. The Smoking Crew. And your grand champion, Butcher's Axe. Yeah.
thank you all. And let please thank Rob for putting this fantastic event on. Yeah. Yeah. See you all back here next year. And there you have it, family, the 2019 Fat Drip Barbecue Competition. Huge congrats go out to Smoking Crew and Butcher's Axe on their RGC and GC winnings. Can anybody stop these guys, even with half the team absent? They're still rocking it. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Hail Mary Tees, the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. And if you have a minute, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate and review the show. The ratings and reviews trigger the algorithms and make Apple distribute the podcast further and wider, so they are really important and very much appreciated. And that's the end of the show. Till next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>